This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, we, I was, we were just saying right before we started that you weren't sure there were that many stories. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh man, I have so many big stories. Well, that's good. As opposed to a number of small catastrophes, which is what it feels like most other weeks. <laughs> um, I don't even know which one to start with, but I'll start with the... A happier one, I guess. <laughs> and this is because it has a happy ending. Okay. And you'll see why that's a pun soon. Um, oh, don't look no. at me like that. Okay. Uh, we've, maybe we've talked about this. Abstinence-only sex education. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Um, and in some places where they've had Christian ministries teach abstinence-only sex ed to various groups, uh-huh. and public schools included... They will do these weird little metaphors. Oh, We've talked about yes, those. Yes, 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 okay, yes, so I've one metaphor, for example, is they'll take a piece of scotch tape mm-hmm. and they'll be like, if you have sex, that's like putting the scotch tape on your arm and there's a bond and it's sticky. Like, that's good. But if you break up and you like rip the scotch tape off and you're like, ow, my feelings, oh. and now you're broken up and they're like, there's the scotch tape now. That's what happens after you have sex. But then what if you have sex with other people and you put the scotch tape back on, rip it off, put it back on somewhere, rip it off. And it's not as strong? And it's not as as strong. And the moral of that story is if you have sex... sex will be less sticky. Yeah. (laughs) If you have sex with multiple people, you are left as a piece of used tape that doesn't work anymore. And they're supposed to scare you away from ever having sex. The one I've heard that literally makes me gag is the... um, pass around a cup and everybody spits in it. Yes. Like that one genuine, like I was thinking about it and like I'm suppressing a gag right now. I don't know yes. why. I'm, I'm not normally like queasy about things like that, but just like. <laughs> I just posted a video about this. YouTube slash Friendly Atheist <laughs> 1. But yeah, I, it involved the cup gag and the spitting Ugh. in it. And it's disgusting. And yeah, the moral of that one is if you have everyone spit in it, so who gross. wants to drink this glass of water? The answer is nobody. Somehow that's supposed to represent your body if you have oh. sex with other people. Here's the third one. <laughs> Chewed gum. That if you have a piece of gum and Uh everyone chews it, it's going to lose its flavor. It's just going to be this lump that nobody wants. That's you after you have sex with people. Do they normally target these against women or against? 100% against women, even though theoretically it's against everybody. But like, no, it's against women. If guys have, if Christian guys have sex before marriage, they're just like, ha don't. It's fine. But, like, it's not targeting Have you them. seen the one that's going around about, like, if you buy a brand new iPhone, you'd put a case on it, wouldn't you? That's why oh, yeah. women should cover up, question mark, because I'm just like <laughs> an iPhone. I'm obsolete after two years. I'm a little <laughs> bit bigger than I wish I was. They have to upgrade you all the time. Extremely expensive. But, um... The thing about the <laughs> gum metaphor... Here's the thing that really bugs me about that. 
because and I've heard people say this in Christian circles, like, what if I'm a victim of sexual assault? Uh I did not choose to do that, but the metaphor would still apply. I have now had sex against my will. But according to you, I'm still useless wad of chewed up gum or whatever. Not useless, just disgusting. Just disgusting. Thank you. Yeah. So (laughs) here's the good news from all of this. There's a reason this is in the news, and that's because... Trojan, Uh the condom brand, has partnered with an organization, but they just put up this wall on the National Mall in uh, Washington, D.C. Yep. And it's a giant wall of chewed gum. And Mm -hmm. the, it doesn't say this, I think this is just on the ad copy, but it says on the wall, you are not chewed gum. Mm -hmm. And the little tagline under the Trojan logo is information is the best protection. Nice. Yeah. And their whole point is like, no, you are better than this. You are worth it. You Mm -hmm. are worth something. Even if you have sex, like just because you're, if you're abstinent, you are not better than anyone. Right. And they're just saying like, don't let those, the the crazy anti, the sex negative people get you down. Women are raised to believe that like a guy's dick is going to magically transform them from one thing to another. And like, sorry, that ain't it. Like they're not that good. (laughs) Yeah. So this ad campaign, amazing. I mean, it's not hard to say you are more moral than <laughs> than like white evangelical Christians, the type who promote this sort of the metaphor thing. I'm definitely more moral than them. Yeah, I mean, when a condom company says, "Yeah, we got the moral high ground over evangelicals," yeah. that's that's a good day. Yeah. That's not surprising, but it is a good day. You're so, not chewed gum. So there's good. a happy story for you. That's great. I got one more that is just a generally interesting one. Um, that's, it's not current, current events. Mm-hmm. It, it's just surprising to me. Okay. Here's the question. What do various churches think about homosexuality? Bad. They, most of them you would imagine think it's bad. Yeah. There are plenty of Christian churches that say, no, we're fine with it. We're not just saying that. Right, right. Like here, the rain, here's the rainbow flag outside of our church. Mm-hmm. We ordain gay priests. We will do a gay wedding mm-hmm. here. It's all so fine. Brave. Those are those. That's fine. That's good. We should have more like that. But plenty of like the evangelical megachurches are very much anti all of that stuff. But the thing about those megachurches, especially because that's where you notice it, is that they are anti-gay. I I saw this with like Justin Bieber went to a church in New York and it's like, oh, it's the cool hip church (laughs) because like Bieber goes there and all these other celebrities. The pastor plays acoustic guitar and sits in a chair backwards. Right. It's like a college (laughs) dormitory. Leather bracelets. (laughs) And $10,000 sneakers, whatever the hell they wear. But the thing is, he went to this church and people pointed out like, that guy's like rabidly anti-gay. Oh, really? And when they... I could be of the details wrong here. I'm just like spitballing here. But they said that about the guy and the response was, well, I never talk about that stuff. That's not what we focus on in this ministry. Joel Osteen says the same thing. Like if you watch his sermons on TV, it's like, here's how to live a better life. And then they would ask him in interviews like, well, do you think gay people should get married or can get married? Uh And he just dodges the question because he doesn't do culture war type of things. But push come to shove, he's like, yeah, I'm anti-gay. So here's the thing. The problem with that besides just 
that they're bigots yeah, yeah. is that they hide their bigotry right. and they do it on purpose. There's a reason those mega churches don't come right out somewhere on their website. There's no FAQ where they're like, what do you say about gay marriage? Well, we think Boo. it's bad. They don't do that. And that's the problem. So a couple of years ago, we may have talked about this. There's a, a group of progressive Christians launched a website called Church Clarity. And they said, look, we have our own opinions about marriage equality that are probably different from the Joel Osteens of the world. Uh (laughs) But basically, this fight is against ambiguity. And they said, we don't like it when churches hide their beliefs. We will have disagreements if they're wrong about their beliefs, Mm -hmm. but we really hate it when they hide them. So they said, this is like a almost wiki of churches where they say, just... Someone can submit the name of a church Mm -hmm. and links to here's where they talk about homosexuality. Uh And now we know where they stand on these issues. And the whole point of that website is you type in a church, Saddleback Church. That's Rick Warren's church in California. And it says unclear, non-affirming. That's one example of a rating they get. Uh Non-affirming because it's listed as a Southern Baptist church and the Southern Baptists are Uh anti-gay, so it's not affirming. Uh Unclear because if you visited Saddleback's uh, website, you would never know it. It's kind of like uh, we can neither confirm nor deny that that, <laughs> that whatever that question. Pretty much, they like they won't they say just anything, don't know. and so it's unclear, and that's the annoying thing. Like it would be much better, and this is what Church Clarity says: We wish every church were clear affirming or clear non affirming, mm-hmm. and then we could have a debate about the whole non affirming thing, right? But clear, you should all be clear. And maybe there are some churches or pastors who are like, you know what? I don't have a good answer for you. I don't know what to think about what the Bible says about homosexuality. If you are genuinely still trying to figure this out, which is weird in a different (laughs) area, Uh but if you're still trying to figure it out, they're not going to ding you for it. They'll just say they haven't made up their mind yet. There you go. But which is Rick Warren. But Rick Warren's twenty nineteen and you're like, God, I don't know what I think about gay people. Do women deserve rights? I'm not sure. (laughs) Maybe more Bible reading will figure it out. But unlike Rick Warren's church, which has an answer but hides it, there are churches that are just like, We haven't we don't have any stance on this. We don't have a yes or no. Anyway, the reason I bring all this up, because that's old. That's a couple years old. Yeah. But the conservative legal group, Alliance Defending Freedom, which is basically Uh on the other side of every church-state issue you can imagine, Uh one of their people published an article on their website recently, a couple weeks ago. It just came to my attention now. But (laughs) he basically trashed the Church Clarity website. And what was his problem with it? He said, and I'm quoting here, uh, Church Clarity is a smear campaign. Oh. And it provides a list of churches for our opponents, like ACLU, to target with lawsuits. This list is highly problematic because it can be used to punish Christian churches. It seems the intended outcome for churchclarity.com is not to end hurt or suffering. Its goal is to harm churches that operate on biblical principles. Cool. I mean, yeah, they're not, he's not wrong. Like, yeah, they want to point out that churches are anti-gay. And if they see that as harming, then like maybe but look they, in the mirror. But here's the difference. Church clarity does not say they're non-affirming and they're big. They don't say they're bigots. No, no, no. They don't say I'm any saying. of that. We might use that and say, well, never no. going to that church. But if that, if this guy is saying like, oh, they're sm- smearing us because they say we're anti-gay, like, 
Well, we're just saying where your stance on gay rights is. And right. if it's not It's not a smear when we're quoting you directly. Right, exactly, exactly. That's the thing that bothered me. I'm like, how is it a smear when all they're doing is saying, here, everyone, this is what's on their website. Sure. That's all they're doing. Right. Um, or saying, we looked on their website, we found nothing. So, hey, church. And they have a place like, hey, is this your church mm-hmm. on the thing that oh. we can't figure out? You're welcome to submit an answer. Like, help us update. It, <sighs> at no point here is church has church clarity been accused of falsifying information. Right. They are not saying, hey, this church is anti-gay and this is based on nothing. They're mm-hmm. not taking that stance. Maybe they that feel that slander, way. But right? Like that if, if they're it could be. pulling something out of context or making something up from whole cloth. If they were knowingly doing all that, yeah. I mean, and then it would be a smear. Like, And which means they know. They know how it's viewed if you're anti-gay. They know what that looks like in 2019 America. The conservative legal group definitely knows what it looks like. And they're like, but we're defending the Bible. But the whole point is, what's their problem? Their problem is knowledge. People know things. Right. We have a problem with this. Right. Which is really all conservative views in a nutshell. Correct. Um, I will say, I asked the executive director of Church Clarity, like, what did you guys think of this guy's, like, they're a smear campaign. Mm -hmm. And the person running it, his name is George McHale. Hope I pronounced that right. But what he told me is, we are not curating a list of churches in order to highlight their theology or to label them based on their beliefs. We are interested in how clearly they communicate their actively enforced policies that's it and adf did not mention that in the article they didn't say anything like that that's it they just want clarity on all these issues obviously it's in the name um it's just kind (laughs) of fun and by the way even the the idea that this website will help the aclu sue churches the aclu doesn't sue churches for being bigots that's not what the aclu does and it's it's Ironic that a legal group is like right. that they don't understand how the First Amendment works so badly right. that they think the ACLU is going to come after them for free speech. Mm-hmm. This is not discrimination just to believe homosexuality <laughs> is whatever wrong. It's it's just stupid. Right. But it's not illegal to think these things. Right. And OK. So anyway, do you want to talk about a more pressing <sighs> issue? I guess. OK. Joe Biden. We have to talk about this. Joe Biden last Sunday, this is after we taped last time, goes to a Catholic church, Uh which he is, in South Carolina, where he was campaigning, because it's the only shot he has in the Mm -hmm. early states. So he went to a Catholic church. And the... He thinks he's going to do well in Nevada, too. Is that a caucus state or a voting state? Oh, Or uh, whatever you call it. It's an early early primary state. Early primary, yes. Uh, So he goes to this Catholic church, and the priest, the father, Robert E. Moray of St. Anthony Catholic Church, denied Joe Biden communion. He didn't give him the wafer. And the reason is because Joe Biden is Mm pro-choice, and this priest is like, you're a pro-choice politician. You don't deserve this Jesus bread. And so they didn't give it to him, which is a thing. This is every four years, I swear, this becomes a thing. Uh It's, It's happened forever. They deny it to everybody. Like, like, did he do it in a like big grandstanding way, or was it, hey, if you come to service here, we're not going to grant you communion? 
I don't think they warned him ahead of time, but I think when Joe Biden went to the service and like got in line, and like the priest, they like, do, dabbed on him and walked, yeah. walked away. And the priest just like <laughs> and walked away. Now Biden's camp didn't even confirm this story. Oh really? Yeah, the priest is the one who's like, <laughs> yeah, he came into my church and I didn't give him communion, and that's what everyone's based. But Biden people are like, this never happened, or like they. They want to pretend it didn't happen, but they didn't say it's wrong. They also didn't say, yeah, it happened. What I don't get, like, there's a couple things about this. One is a lot of Catholics have been like, what the hell are you doing to the priest? Sure. Because they're like, it's not your job to say, Joe Biden, you're unworthy of oh, receiving yeah, the sacrament. I didn't even think of that. Like, let God be the judge of that. Your job is, here's oh. someone who's coming to church right, saying, right. I want to partake in this ritual. Yeah, I love that wine blood. Yeah, so give him the wine blood. Like, give him the wafer. And because he's there, that's what you want, right, oh, priest? that's really interesting. So I that's didn't one take. That. So a lot of Catholics are like, yeah, denying people communion because they hold views that like, don't match with the Catholic Church. Before. Crazy. But the weird thing Not is, like, they only but... do it to politicians. Sure. But the fact is, like, almost half of Catholics say, or whoever calls themselves Catholics, yeah. are like, yeah, I'm fine with women having the yeah, right so to choose. Gonna, like, what are you going to do? Like half the half the congregation, you're going to say no to the protest. Yeah, and what they the Catholic Church is saying is, no, we just do this to politicians. We wouldn't do it to regulars. And so Biden's camp hasn't commented on they it. Just, they just have pretended like it never happened. I wonder if they. I, I'm surprised that they didn't say anything because I feel like this could be a an opportunity for Biden to show his like liberal bona fides. That's exactly okay. So this is the second thing yeah. where I'm like Biden should be like, yeah, I went to church and I got denied communion. Right, hey, I Warren it. voters, right. come at me, right? Because like he was uh, when because Joe Biden's been... he said I like the Hyde Amendment, like no federal funding for abortion. He was fine with that, right? Right? right. Until liberals were like, what the <laughs> hell? No, like hey, we were starting to pay That's attention. Old, you can't yeah. just say shit. That's that might have like been okay 20 years ago yeah. but no not anymore it's a horrible law it hurts people and then joe biden's like oh yeah i mean i would repeal the hyde amendment so he, he, he has it. a long way to go before he's the sure, front runner he's, on abortion but issues he's constantly not constantly he's he's often taking criticism for being too middleist yes centrist, centrist. yep Middle Middle list. List, Jessica. Yes. Um, centrist. And so this is, I think, would be a good yeah. uh, opportunity. You should start walking into every Catholic church being like, I'm Joe Biden. I'm pro so pro-adjortion. Yeah. And that should be every campaign commercial, too. Yeah. But no, he's still middling. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm just shocked. By the way, we, I, we may have talked about this, but um, earlier was it this summer? We have a Democratic governor in Illinois yes. and a Democratic House and Senate. Correct. And they just passed a very progressive reproductive health act uh-huh. uh, this summer, maybe this spring, something like recently. They passed a very progressive bill. And two of the people who run the Democratic Party in Illinois, the House Speaker and the Senate President, they uh, they were told, like the Bishop of Springfield, uh-huh. Illinois, was like, I would never give them communion and what was the reaction of those two guys? Michael Madigan, the House Speaker, like, doesn't go to church. <laughs> and the Senate President, John Cullerton, doesn't go to a church in Springfield. <laughs> so basically, this bishop is like, I wouldn't give them communion. And they're like, we don't go I to your stupid church. keep it, my dude. Yeah. It's just the funniest ritual to still happen today. I but, mean, I'm fine with the ritualized aspect of it, but I think it's really interesting how it 
how how priests will politicize it in a way that like I would argue is inappropriate and you don't necessarily want to split your congregation like it's not like the catholic church is growing by the like by the, the catholic hour. leadership is anti-gay catholic church goers are more or less fine with it right did i see something that the um the vatican said that priests can get married but only in like south america yeah so in the in the amazon in In parts of the amazon they have such a hard time finding men who will be celibate Uh and be priests then to be fair they have a hard time with that globally but they don't yeah most guys are like you want me to choose celibacy for life no thank you but in the amazon it's especially hard and they can't and it's not like they're gonna let women do it hmm. so they're like <laughs> how do we get men in this particular area where there's such a shortage that we literally have no options here yeah and the option was well why don't you just accept married priests so they're considering it now what's happened is i think the bishops recommended you got to do this pope right. francis hasn't said yes oh, yeah, but so- it looks like he might which if he does they're basically saying, hey, you know that rule that's been around forever in the Catholic Church? It doesn't matter. Sure. We just made it up. We can undo it. Whatever. I'm curious if there's, do you know, I mean, I'm sure you don't know off the top of your head, but I'd be curious to see numbers of like young, pe- younger people in seminary school yeah. who are like planning on going that route. And Well, they have to. But, but no, no, I'm sorry. Like, are they having trouble recruiting people at like the seminary school level? I don't have, yeah, you're right. I don't have the number in front of me. Um, it is lower. They sure. are having a priest shortage and they're doing anything they can to recruit them. Well, not anything they can. Almost anything. <laughs> they're doing literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to br- give them like, they're marketing. They're trying to market seminary in a way that's more enticing. Really sexy. But again, what <laughs> even, I mean, the celibacy thing has been around forever. So like, you know what you're stepping into in that regard. Right. What I don't get is why you still want to be a part of the Catholic Church, period, at this point. Right. Bigger issue. Yeah. It's like, really? This is the group, like, you want to join join the crime syndicate? You know it is. Okay. Let's talk about Kanye. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, you're white. Talk about Kanye for us. (laughs) I think only white people are fans of him anymore. I saw, (laughs) did you see the picture of like his launch party and it's just like a sea of whites? So Kanye, he last Friday, I think he came out with an IMAX movie about his church that he started last year, and he released a gospel-themed I, rap album. I have been burying my head on this so hard because I, <laughs> I was never like a big Kanye fan yeah. ever, and now that he's a grade A sociopath, I'm sort of <laughs> even further away from... He came out with an IMAX movie? IMAX movie for like a day. Um, <laughs> and then he came out with an album, which I read mixed reviews on. But oh, like, really? whatever. It's a it's a new album. Like it or don't like it. Whatever. What was weird is he's decided that playing this like, I'm a hardcore Christian more than I am just a rapper. Let Christian be my label and my identity. Right. That may win him new fans. And you're right, like, the white Christian fan base is just going crazy over him in a good, like, they love him. But here's what I don't understand about that. First of all, do you don't have to follow his career to know he'll just do whatever will keep him in the spotlight. Oh, yeah, like wear a MAGA hat? Yeah, like, he doesn't have principles on this thing. He's always been a Christian. I mean, that was from Jesus Walks and his yeah. first album. Like, he's always been Christian. But being this, this is all I'm known for sort of thing, that is a newer thing. And what I don't get is all these people who are saying, yep, Kanye is amazing. Everyone should go listen to this or whatever. Yeah. 
give it like a year, he'll be doing something radically different. Right. And I'm screenshotting everything all these people are writing about him because it'll be hilarious. Well, and it's also funny when any any person makes a liberal stand, they're like, oh, shut up and sing or shut up and... You know who he's married to, right? Like no, the, I know. But like not when, you, like these white people right. who are like, Kanye is amazing. You know that the Kardashians represent everything you guys seem to oppose. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I'm what, what I'm saying is like the GOP is so like... We don't care about celebrity opinions because right. no celebrities like them until like one <laughs> likes them. They're like, "Fuck yeah, Kanye's Kanye, the best. Yeezy, right. come to the fold." <laughs> Kid Rock, come to the White House and get your Medal of Freedom or Did whatever. You see, there's a screen grab. <laughs> Kid Rock was like on some show and he looked like Dr. Phil cosplaying as Kid Rock. Oh my god, it's so good. I'm gonna show you the picture. Okay, good podcast, so Kanye right? was on uh, James Corden's show oh, recently yeah. this uh, on this week sometime, and instead of their carpool karaoke thing, they did it on an airplane because it's Kanye. There was a whole choir behind him, but one of the things he said in that segment, and I'm gonna quote this directly. This is from Kanye: "God is using me as a human being to show off." Last year, I made 115 million dollars and still ended up 35 million in debt. This year, I looked up and I, I just got that easy. I just got 68 million dollars returned to me on my tax returns. That's and he's oh, I'm sorry. Why people need to hear that someone that has been put into debt by the system talk about these kind of numbers now that they're in service to Christ. My success. Like, absolutely. Oh, James Corden. So you think your awakening, your spiritual awakening is part Mm -hmm. of my success? Absolutely. He's showing off. Basically saying I got a $68 million tax return because God is so proud of me and not because I'm super wealthy and Republicans are in charge. So I just get money back now. Uh, This is that. Kid Rock, Dr. Oh Phil my picture. God. <laughs> Isn't it good? Kid Rock looks like Dr. Phil yeah. looking like Kid Rock. Yeah. Nice. It's amazing. Um, yeah, no, kind of fuck that guy that I wouldn't... like. It's such a blatantly dumb thing to say that also, like it's because you're Christian that you get money back, and also, yet... can you think of a thing that's less relatable than <laughs> I made hundreds of millions of dollars last year, still ended up in debt... And got a tax return. I only got to keep 70-some million of my money, you poor baby. I cannot think of anything I could relate to less than (laughs) than that. The miracle would be Kanye giving any of that money away to like... Oh my God. Anybody who needs it? Anybody. Anyway, I'm not blasting him for even the the lack of charity or anything. It's just the ignorance of thinking Jesus gave you a present because of your devotion and it has nothing to do with Jesus anything else. Jesus was like, look, we saw your $750 sweatpants that you're selling, <laughs> and you're really echoing the word of Christ. Yes, that's how it works. Now back to whatever, Kim. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, Wait, didn't he also ask, Okay, I saw a headline yeah. that he asked his the people working on his album to be celibate. Is that based in any I, reality? I can't remember if I saw that or not. I, I don't sent know. it to you, but I didn't research enough because okay. I stopped caring almost immediately. <laughs> I can't imagine he would tell them they have to Listen. be celibate. You go find that. Yep. I'm going to talk about a sad story while you're doing that. There was a death this week. Um, Senator Kay Hagan, who used to be a senator in North Carolina. She was the senator, Democratic senator from uh, 2008 to 2014. And she died. I think they said she was hiking and got an infection, maybe a tick infection or something. And they knew it was bad and her health has been getting progressively worse. 
And she was only 66, so she's really young. Jeez, I um, didn't realize that was how. But the reason I wanted to bring her up, and I've been giving talks about this for a while, about atheism and politics, and her name comes up in my speech repeatedly. And the reason is, if you know nothing about her, let me tell you this story. So in two, I'll set the scene for you here. 2008, there's a Senate race in North Carolina. This is when Barack Obama's on the ticket. Uh-huh. Um, the Senate race is between Kay Hagan, this state legislator who's going for the Democratic seat, pretty much an unknown, versus Elizabeth Dole, the wife of the uh, former Republican uh-huh. nominee for president. So it's a hard, I mean, this is a big race. There's sure. lots of money in this race. You uh-huh. have a big name Republican, a woman, which doesn't happen that often. It de- definitely did not to see uh, two women running for Senate either. Sure. So big race, big stakes. Um, one of the things, so, and they were pretty much tied in the polls leading up to the elections too. So anyone's looking for any edge they can get. And then it turns out Kay Hagan, who is a Sunday school teacher, I think at one point in her life uh, was a Methodist, maybe, something. She is going to fundraisers, and she goes to the home of a wealthy donor to have a fundraiser, which, mm-hmm. whatever, it's a That's thing people do. do. The donor happens to be an atheist activist. Th- that wasn't the purpose of the donor like celebration. There were a lot of politicians. I think John Kerry was there, too. But the person hosting it is also active in atheist organizations. That was it. It didn't matter because they were all progressives. They were all rooting for her to win. Sure. After that fundraiser, the Elizabeth Dole campaign puts out a campaign ad that basically says, uh, let's trash godless Americans. Uh-oh. Kay Hagan went, to, I'm paraphrasing sure. here, but Kay Hagan went to a fundraiser at the home of a godless American. <gasps> what did she promise them? And then in the back, then they just play clips of atheists appearing on Fox News. Like, would you take In God We Trust off the money? Yeah, we would. And they have an old president of American Atheists saying, like, there is no God. None of this has anything to do with Kay Hagan. They're just like, Kay Hagan, she took godless money. (laughs) I think that's part of the ad. And they're like, what did she promise them in return? With creepy music in the background. The answer is nothing. Thank you. Um, She promised us nothing, I promise you. She (laughs) she made no promises to us. But the whole thing had nothing to do with Hagan and everything to do with. Oh, she knows an atheist? Right. Well, we use that against her. Finally. And the amazing thing, this was late October uh-huh. before the election, and it backfired completely. <gasps> really? People were just like, what the fuck are you doing, Elizabeth? Like, first of all, it's just an, this wasn't, hey, why are you accusing her of being an atheist? There's nothing wrong with being an atheist. Uh-huh. That really wasn't what the backlash was. The backlash was, she's not an atheist. And you're just accusing her of being one as if that's like, and you're going to a donor's house? Because, dude, if Republicans want to play that game. Right. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, and it didn't work. Like, Kay Hagan ended up winning that race 53% to 44%. Wow. Like, way bigger margin than anyone yeah. thought. She did lose in 2014 on her re-election bid to Tom Tillis, who is up for re-election next year in a hotly competitive race. Mm. Um, I don't even know that they have a major Democrat uh in the news as much as some other Democrats. But anyway, because she won that race, she was able to give that 60th vote for Obamacare Uh and all that stuff. Like her election meant something. It wasn't random. Mm -hmm. And one thing I wanted to go, I hadn't seen this since 2008, but she gave a press conference when that ad came out in response to it. And one of the things she wrote, um, which 
I wish she had done better, but whatever. Mm. She said, this is a fabricated, pathetic ad. I'm outraged. That is not my voice at the end of the ad. There is no God. And I do not share their beliefs. Like, Mm. didn't have to throw us under the bus like that. But again, I'm not even going to hold that against her because she was good for my politics. Right. So whatever. But I will say, I think one thing people can take away from that campaign and her life in general is that you can't. It, that slander, to use atheism as a slander against someone, especially when they don't hold their views, uh, atheist views, like, it's not going to work. And yeah. it's going to work less now right. than it did back then. Yeah. And so she was the first, she could have been the first victim, like, you know, of sure. that sort of smear. And instead, the backlash had been just like, what the fuck are you doing, Elizabeth Dole? And since then, like, even Elizabeth Dole's pretty much been out of the spotlight, too. So, wow. So she died this week. Uh, Kay Hagen, I was sorry to see that. Um, But that is the thing I will take away from her. This is news today, and then I know I want to talk with you about this other piece of news, too. Paula White, who is the president's spiritual advisor. Christ. She just got a promotion of sorts. For, For years now... She has been one of those evangelical Christians, the white evangelicals, always saying how amazing Trump is. Mm -hmm. Um, But more or less, she's just been kind of his liaison to the Christian community where she gets invited to all those prayer meetings and all those, she gets to talk to him. And then she goes and tells her congregation in Florida and the broader world through her books and everything else that the president's amazing. Mm -hmm. She has said, among other things, there are states that have now like outlawed the Bible as hate speech. Yeah. Not true. Illinois. She said she blessed the White House with, quote, the superior blood of Jesus, which is creepy. And superior blood is definitely a phrase that people should stay away yeah, from. It's like being anti-Jewish without saying anything anti-Semitic that we know about. She also said church members should vote Republican. She did that in a church. That's illegal. She said that opposing the president effectively means opposing God. And so for her devotion, uh, Trump basically appointed her to his administration in a non... She doesn't need to go through confirmation. It's just uh, her role is that she is going to run the administration's Faith and Opportunity Initiative, which is basically a role they created. In theory, it gives religious groups a voice in government programs and defends religious liberty. Uh But really, it's just a chance to like praise white Christianity and evangelicals. And it's kind of just a symbolic place that lets her say, not only am I an evangelical, I am a prominent one. The evangelical. Here's what I don't understand about her appointment, though. Why? She has a global fan base, whether I like it or not. She has power. She has fame. Money's not an issue. So what's the upside for her in taking this other than, I don't, like, I was going to say it's a line on the resume or something, but she doesn't need it. She already has access, but she has access. Yeah, but it's, I mean, who's going to turn down a promotion? Maybe. Now, the other thing that's weird is you would think if you're in the administration, working for the administration, you cannot politicize everything the way she has been. I know that hasn't stopped anybody in the Trump administration from that. But, like, theoretically, she's behind the scenes doing something that helps Muslims and Jews and Hindus. That's not her brand. No. Like, so it doesn't make sense why she's in that role. It doesn't make sense why she would accept that. It doesn't make sense for why Trump would do it other than the only 
thing I can imagine is everyone's running away from Trump for good reason, and the one group he needs on his side are white evangelical Christians saying, hey, Paula White, she's one of my people now. We'll keep them in the fold, but they were already in the fold. Like, they're going to be with you even if you shoot a baby on Fifth Avenue. But it's it's Trump's and the Trump administration's brand to reward, reward blind loyalty, which is what she has been showing. Yeah. And therefore, she gets rewarded. Like, it, and he gets it, to say, "Look, it's a woman. I'm ugh, not sexist." So brave. <sighs> yeah, that so, picture though that they just released is of the prayer upsetting. meeting. They had an evangelical prayer meeting the other day. Oh it's man, so fucking bonkers. If, if imagine if you weren't used to Christianity <laughs> like we are in this country these days, to I, have this group of people just putting their arms on Trump's shoulders while he looks down. I would say that. That is not a brand of evangelical shit that I am used to seeing, especially in in the White House. Yeah, it is the I, idea that if I touch your shoulder, right, that's how God like, will work. One time, me. I feel like I was prayers at a, don't work, but touching your shoulder, yeah, yeah, does. yeah it's physical contact. Everyone knows that, Hammond. Mm-hmm. I I know I went to a wedding one time. I maybe one of my Catholic cousins or something like that, but we had to do like put your hand towards the altar and do whatever, and yeah. God, I got the worst church giggles. Like, it's just hard when you're not, like, I get it if you're, like, you guys know magic doesn't work. Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) And, of course, my brother is always with me, and he eggs me on. Yeah. But it's just one of those things of, like, when you're not used to that sort of, like, body language and, and ceremony, it feels so deeply silly. Yeah. Again, if, can you just imagine if a group of, Muslims did it to Obama, who wasn't Muslim, I know, but like, imagine if any oh, other group did that to any other Democrat. They're they still would... talking about Obama's tan suit. Like, let's yeah. not even pretend that praying <laughs> with anybody who's not a, like a white or black Christian is going to fly with this country. Yeah. So Paula White, she's now part of the administration. Finally. Um. Yeah. And by the way, remember Tony Perkins, the, the uh, I forgot which group no. he works with. Tony Perkins is the other religious right guy who's been a religious right guy forever, okay. who also joined the Trump administration as uh, part of a group dedicated to religious freedom around the world. Mm. He mm-hmm. attacks people. Is that code who, for spreading Christianity around the world? That's what he does in his day job. And I can't imagine he's good at this job either, but he's been <laughs> in there for months now. So anyway, okay, cool. I'm done with Paula White. All right. The only, I'm, you know what I'm hoping for? I hope he gets Im- impeached, of course. Obviously. But then when he comes crashing down, I want him to just, I want him to bring down all the Republicans with him and also all the white evangelicals associated with him and tar their reputations for life. I just think that they are so far gone that reality doesn't affect them anymore. Like, I think if, if and hopefully when Trump gets impeached, it is going to be seen as, like, this martyrdom thing. Yeah. I, I believe I you. Yeah. Who now, knows? that base is shrinking, but again, all of, like, all of them vote. Yes. And the problem is there are more of us. We're friggin' lazy on election right. day. We don't care enough. They care about nothing else. Right. What do you think they care about? Poor people and refugees? No. no. They care about voting and it's voting for the Republican. Yeah. So they're going to show up and he's doing everything he can to make sure they show up. We need to make sure our people are doing the same. Yep. yep Let's talk yep, about yep. Katie Hill. Yeah. What's up with this? So Katie Hill, if you um, haven't kind of been following politics closely, is um, was a representative from uh, California who she was one of the uh, 
one of the big swing districts um, that happened in 2018 that helped the blue wave. Um, and there is, uh, there came a report that she had an inappropriate affair with, I think, two staffers? Something like that. I, I don't know who's denying what at this point. Yeah. It was consensual, it was cons- but maybe unethical. That's Correct. pretty much where I landed. Which is, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that's a comfortable place for me to land, too. It seemed to be consensual, uh, hooking up within, within a work, you know, work area is always tricky, let alone when it's something this, uh, you know, she's obviously so far above anybody else. Um, but more importantly, what I want to talk about, um, so she ended up resigning after um, some nudes of her leaked. Um, and that's what I want to talk about. It's two things. First of all... Um, and those pictures came from where? Those pictures. So those pictures came from her ex-husband, who they're in the middle of a somewhat obviously contentious divorce. And they were taken without her knowledge or consent and released, obviously, without her knowledge and consent. Um, and I've heard a lot of people comparing it to say, the Anthony Weiner things uh, or the Brett Favre things of, like, sending dick pics to somebody. Um, and I just want to make sure we don't fall into a, a trap of looking at, the, you know, nude people, uh, nude pictures of two people leaked, so it's on the same playing field. This was revenge porn. This was um, a photo taken without her knowledge or consent. Um, this wasn't her harassing somebody else by sending unwanted or, or unasked for for nudes. Um, I think the it it is impossible not to see how women are held to different standards than than men. Um, it, it's it's tragic. I think she was a really interesting and and, um, and compelling political figure. She was obviously so young in her political career, and it's it's too bad that she felt like she had to step down. And she, I don't, I forgot how old she is. She's young yeah, enough she's where like sending pictures like that are just not that unusual. Which so, means how many other, how many more politicians? So that brings me actually to my second yeah. point. Um, and it it starts with um, with a comment from Nancy Pelosi, and I. I've been thinking about this a lot because I really try not to um, be one of those people who views political figures or, or celebrity figures in black and white if they're good or they're bad. I think Nancy Pelosi has done a lot that's really great for the party. Um, I think with the Trump impeachment, I was really impatient, and now I kind of understood her, why she was waiting for something like this that's easy. Anyway, all that's to say is she um, she said something. Jesse Thorne tweeted this yesterday. Our darling Katie, it's so sad, Pelosi said, according to two Democrat sources with knowledge of the meeting. It goes to show you that we should say to young candidates and to kids in kindergarten, really, be careful when transmitting photos. So um, Be careful when transmitting photos. So I have... Jesus. <coughs> sorry, I'm still recovering from my brush with death. Um this is just such an, a, a terribly bad take that I, I, of course, I can believe it because I think boomers are generally out of touch with how things happen. Um, and I think it's fucked for two reasons. Uh, one is that if a lot of young people, and by young people, I mean like 40 and under. So we're not talking about like 19-year-olds. A lot of people send nudes. It, I have no moral qualm with that. If that is how you interact with your... Assuming it's consensual on both sides. 
then that is a fine thing to do. You should not feel at risk of something that you do personally with your with your partner or whomever is consenting to it. You should not that should not be a disqualifying event for your entire political or professional career. I think if we hold people to the standard of there should be no like nude or racy pictures of you anywhere on the internet, we are going to be losing a lot of millennial female candidates. Unfortunately, that's just the reality of what the internet is now. And I think boomers don't understand that in general because they didn't grow up with that. Uh, one state senator who I've been in contact with for a while responded to a comment about Katie Hill just to say that among the questions she get gets asked a lot because she's always encouraging progressive women to run for office. And she said that was one of the things they were concerned about that they asked her about yeah. where they're just like, I mean, I want to run, but like I've sent pictures out to guys yeah. I've dated and I'm afraid of that coming back to haunt me. And it's a serious, now there's two ways this could go. One is you're right. It will prevent good candidates mm -hmm. from running because, I mean, come on, out of all those Congress members, they're not all old. Yeah. How many of them have sent stuff that someone has in their possession? Right. It could very easily be used. And I think in Katie Hill's case, she's like, they told her they have hundreds and they will leak all of them. And she just didn't want to deal with that. Yeah. And that's why she resigned. But also we have to get used to the fact that people are going to have shit in their personal lives that are going to come back like that they wish they didn't have out there, yeah. but it did. Like, hopefully it'll get to the point where we're just like, oh, it's just a nudie pic, whatever. Well, and the other thing is, like, what she did wasn't inherently immoral, and it was sent to somebody who she Trusted should have been able time. to trust, yeah. her fucking husband. Right, right, right. So it's not like she was sending, like, swastikas to people or dressing up in brown face like we've seen men do time after time after time with no consequences, but because she did something that... She was betrayed by somebody who she should have been able to trust. Even in a contentious divorce, I would hope that somebody would never be that vindictive. The other thing is, and I think what Nancy Pelosi missed in such a big way, is she's a victim of revenge porn. That's exactly what mm -hmm. this is. And it's illegal in a lot of states. She is the victim. She is not the perpetrator. Um, and I hope that we can all remember that and keep that in mind because this isn't going to be the last time we see it. Like, it can't be. I, I, I think that it's just something we're going to have to come to terms with as a country and decide what we can deal with and what we can't. And, like, would I rather a person in office who sent nudes to their partner than, like, I don't know, a dude who sent dick pics to a rando on Twitter or whatever? Like... I think those thing those two things are not the same, and I hope we don't lose sight and try to morally equate me somebody sending a dick pic to a rando and somebody sending a sexy photo to their partner. Even the ethical issue of whatever she did with a campaign staffer aside, nothing. I Beto's out. I know nothing what? she did. Why did you say something? I do, I'm not going to interrupt your Katie Hill monologue. Oh, haven't I just got the push alert that Beto's dropping out? Oh, yeah, do you think he's, but no, he's not running for senator? He beat you to that. God. So, um, no, I, nothing she did is as unethical as like what hundreds of Republicans said, have done in nothing general. Nothing that she did is unethical. 
I disagree about the maybe the oh, campaign oh, oh, staffer sorry, thing. That, the, that's yes, what I'm right, talking the campaign about. Staffer thing. I don't I care about the, the pictures. Yes. I feel like I could understand her like mortification of the fact that they might come out. Yeah. Because some of them already have. Yeah. And I, again, it's not that, and I'm not judging her for any of that. Right. But I can understand the oh dear God, there are more of these. I don't want people to see stuff. This isn't ending anytime soon. Right. And that's why she's dropping out. And again, you don't even know if that's going to be the end of it. But whatever, voting against whatever refugees because you're a Republican right. is so much worse than a Democrat who has a private life that you don't like. Right. It's just, yeah, it's awful. And also, I'm sure I don't even say it, but if you are looking up her pictures, then you're a fucking monster. So just want to make that pretty No clear. link on this story. <laughs> okay. Um, this is... I'm going to switch subjects for okay. a second because I got nothing to talk about with Beto. Why aren't you running for Senate, you jackass? I can't believe he's not running for Senate again. Ugh. Anyway. That's too bad. Uh, Nicholas Kristoff. Beto dropped out before, like, it doesn't matter. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I realized anybody I said I would get mean to it, so I'm uh, yeah, not going to say yeah. anything. Um, <laughs> think about who's still in the race. I know. Um, Nicholas Kristoff. Has Marion Williamson officially dropped out? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, she's going to mind meld her way to the White House. I'm just happy because the new girl on SNL does a like fucking top <laughs> drawer Marianne Williamson impression. So I just want her to be able to trot that out. Yes. Uh, Nicholas Kristoff, he's an opinion writer for the New York Times. He One of the things he's done over the course of several years is he often tells these harrowing stories of Christians who do amazing things in the hardest places. So, like, here's a doctor who's helping all these people, and it's an amazing story. But because of that, he has this view that Christianity, you know, true Christians mm. are just the best of people, sure. hands down. And he wrote an article uh, last week where he basically, here's the title, We're Less and Less a Christian Nation, and I Blame Some Blowhards. And what he's saying, he said the Pew Research Center put out this poll saying, you know, fewer and fewer people are Christian, more people are non-religious. But yeah, blowhards is the word he used. The, he blames it. He blames it on people like Jerry Falwell Jr. He blames it on uh, the Christians who are defending Trump despite the sexual assaults and everything. Okay, I'm listening. (laughs) He said, um, I'm trying to find, yeah. He says in his piece. such an old white guy thing to say. Yeah. Senator Jesse Helms said in 95 that AIDS funding should be cut because gay men get the disease. The Reverend Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson initially suggested that God organize 9-11 to punish feminists, gays, and lesbians. Mm. God should have... I didn't have, feminists. Oh, yeah, feminists were in oh, the mix. He said, God should have sued Falwell and Robertson for defamation. <laughs> uh-huh. That's pretty okay. funny. But his point is, it's because of guys like that... The bad Christians, especially the bad Christians who play politics, the religious right type of Christian leaders that are pushing all these people away from Christianity. And then his argument is like, we want to make it more like Martin Luther King Jr. and Jim Wallace, who's a progressive Christian, and people like that who are doing volunteer work and whatever, which... Okay, there is a side of Christianity that does a lot of good stuff. I am not denying that. But to blame all these horrible people... That, to me, is such a lazy, lazy answer. Because if you talk to atheists, which I get the feeling Christoph does not, (laughs) even though he works at the New York Times, if you want to ask, if you ask people, why did you leave Christianity? They are not going to say, well, 
Pat Robertson said something stupid yesterday, so I'm out. Or Westboro right. Baptist Church had those signs, and I decided Christianity wasn't for me. You were basically saying, all these people, they never read the Bible. No, a lot of atheists did. That's why right. they left. Or that they never put any serious thought into what was wrong with religion, which we did, and that's why we left. He's saying, well, if you just had better role models, you would do it. No, my argument is that even if every Christian was just the nicest person in the world, it would not change the fact that I want nothing to do with Christianity. I would still be an atheist because the underlying thing that makes me an atheist is still true. So to blame Falwell or Robertson or anyone Mm -hmm. like that is just a complete misunderstanding to me of why people are walking away from religion. Um, To me, it's we know why religion doesn't make any sense. We see in action how Christianity is harmful. We have better ways of spreading those ideas today than ever before. And more people are realizing, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal to leave religion. It's not going to send me to hell. I'm no longer afraid. I have resources that I didn't have at my disposal. Right. And they're leaving, and that's a good thing. And the more people see others leaving, the easier it becomes for them. And he didn't mention any of this. Right. And I think you're right. I do. And I think if I read Twitter correctly, you tweeted something to this effect, and Julia Sweeney retweeted you. Sweet. And I was... Deeply jealous in like <laughs> my soul. I will say to his credit, Nicholas Kristoff also tweeted that article saying a contrary like viewpoint. Oh, really? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, Damn. well, he saw it. All right. Um, also, apparently, Julie Sweeney listens to Ona Ross and Carrie. Can somebody just like send our podcast to her? I just, uh, I'm we we interviewed her once, and I just want to be her friend so bad. <laughs> anyway, um, here's my counter argument, and I don't yes. think you're wrong. I think two things can be true. I think that if everybody who said they were Christian lived by quote unquote Christian values and and was generous, In big giant quote unquote. I, I said quote unquote. Yes. Get off my dick. Yes. I if they said, you know, if they were all generous to to the the less fortunate and and supportive of people and lived by these values that they say to, I bet more people. I bet fewer Christians would revisit their own notions of whether it's right or not. Because I think if it is a, if it was genuinely a force for good in as a whole, if every Christian you knew, you could dependably say that they were, they were generous and warm and accepting and not, you know, homophobic or an asshole or supporting Donald Trump. I think fewer people would feel the need to kind of question why they are in Christianity in the first place. It would become more, maybe it would become a less religious movement and more of a cultural movement Mm -hmm. of, I am part of these Christians. We believe this and that. That's not important. What's important is we stand behind these morals. Yeah. So I think, I think you're right. I think also he's right. I think there is a big element of if I'm a 16 year old Christian kid and all of the Christians, that, and I'm say I'm liberal because that's what my, whatever. And the Christian um, figureheads I see are the Jerry Falwells, then I think that is more likely going to make me question, wait, 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 we both believe in the same religion, but we don't believe in the same morals. Like, what the fuck are we doing? That's, I mean, also, who cares why it's happening? It's happening. Yeah, yeah. So... Um- I just want him to acknowledge the fact that, oh, atheists have put some thought into religion. 
and again, Jerry Falwell and those types of right wing Christians, yes, they are a part of the problem yeah. for why people are leaving religion. But that's that's not the answers and, people give. If you ask them on a survey, why are you all walking away from organized religion? Sure. The answer is not, well, the ones we always see are jackasses. Well, it's I just mean, not what they say. I could see, I, I could see somebody. I mean, it's, if, it's if a you part have, of it. If you have actual data, I'm not going to. I'll you find know, it somewhere. Say that's but, wrong. Yeah. but you can I could definitely see somebody say, like, well, the religious leaders are all dickwads, and no. I don't want to throw my lot in with them. Anyway. Yeah. I mean I can see it happening. It just doesn't. Yeah, if, sure. At least You're I, right. I, mean, I don't have it, it in front of me, but I have seen surveys where they say, Why do you leave? And and part of it is that's one of the things. It's not like a plurality by sure. any sense of the word. Okay. Uh one last story for okay. you here, which is just Stupid funny. <laughs> we talked about, I think, this guy like a month ago. Eddie Pinheiro, Chicago Bears kicker. About oh, a month heaven. ago, he made a game-winning field goal. And after he made a game-winning field goal for like the game that this Chicago won. This the most active won, I've ever seen you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you jumped on this guy were, all day. I thought day. you were going to say this is the most active I've been watching a Bears game, which would also be accurate. <laughs> I'm but, impressed you still watch football. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Yep. So uh, this guy made a game-winning field goal. And afterwards, he said on Twitter, I'm quoting here, if you don't believe in God, you better start believing he's real. Thank you, Chicago. And then they interviewed him for the post-game interview. And he also said, he got even more specific. He said, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, Uh-oh. you better start because he's real. I promise you that as he's like celebrating his sure, victory. Sure, 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 sure. So four Gatorade games, is it four weeks? About four weeks later, this is last Sunday. Who's making, who's up for the game winning field goal. He goes back to kick the ball. He misses it. And what does he say after the game? Nothing. He has not been heard from since Sunday. I have looked. He hasn't. He hasn't tweeted a damn thing. The Chicago Bears football, like the team account, hasn't linked to his name since Sunday. Oh my God, your self satisfaction in this story no, it's is not, why people hate atheists. Look, look, look. I want to be clear. <laughs> Field goal kickers miss kicks. I would have no problem. I would just be like, oh, he missed. Damn it. My team. That's pretty much the emotion I expected out of me. I'm only upset because of this thing he said. I'm not even upset. I'm just, I wish a sports smug. reporter. You say you're smug. I'm totally smug, but I'm smug toward the reporters because I want a reporter yeah. to just say, okay, well, here's the thing you said last month. <laughs> what do you have to say now? And as far as I can tell, no one has asked him the question, No, and he hasn't said anything about it. I just want him to answer it. I mean, I, I know, know there have been, like, comedy sketches written by people saying, like, yeah, well, God wanted me to lose the game. God wanted <laughs> me to tip the bat. Like, just say, oh, hey, I'm a kicker. Sometimes I'm, Here's what I expect he'll say. This is part of God's plan. This is it. God wanted me to go through this, but it'll come out better later. Like I was going to make a joke about Bears record, but I don't even know what their record Uh, is because I I don't follow football. Three and four and sucking in their division. Like they're done for the season. But I just want someone to ask him. You had such a golden opportunity because this is the only question anyone should be asking. Because what else are you going to ask? Hey Bears, why did your offense (laughs) suck? They do that every week. No, they don't. 
They're like, you, what questions did they ask? Hey, coach, why is the team not doing well? You could ask that any week of any season, and the Bears can Who answer are they that. Against? Doesn't matter. Oh, They're going to lose. I know if they prayed better. Uh, d- another good question. Do you think the other team prayed better when they were defending you? Like, I just want him to admit, okay, what I said a month ago was stupid. And God doesn't play any part in football games. I will accept his hypocrisy in saying, no, this is also a part of God's plan. And you should still believe in. I want that on the record that it's a win win either way. And look at how stupid this whole thing is. But anyway, I've been looking. It's I been just, days. For He's the, said if we're nothing. saying anything for the record, that shit is why people hate atheists. <laughs> <laughs> Right about that, Nick Kristoff. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that uh-huh. all you have? That's all Do I got. I saved good? the only important story for the end. <laughs> Do you have anything good going on this um, weekend? Yeah, yeah. There's random stuff going on, but like I, Halloween was entertaining. I was yeah. telling you off mic because, um, no, the kids were dressed up in costumes. Uh, the weather sucked, so they couldn't sucked. go outside really for like more than 10 minutes yeah but it, it was fun it was very cute watching kids trying to grab candy out of the bowl with their little mittens <laughs> they really struggled with that <laughs> and i have the bowl in one hand and the dog in the and other and you're like, holding it high so they can't reach it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that it, they can't see so because i'm hoping they're gonna grab the almond joys because fuck that shit <laughs> i do have an entire see that orange bag over there yeah that's our backup bag and it's all kit kats I and reese's because t- that's what i want in my house so i moved recently and at the place i used to live at literally no one came for trick-or-treating because really? we were just far away from where lots of families would have been. So really? we just didn't, no one trick or treat. We would have candies, we would have all everything ready. Uh-huh. No one would come. And this year we were all like, yeah, they're totally going to come. We oh, live next to no. people. And like, we no one came. Oh, just because of the weather. Because of the weather. Last year we, uh, usually Mikey tries to come, he, Mikey loves Halloween. He tries to come home early so he can be there for all the trick or treaters. And last year he decided that we were going to be the full candy bar like house. Oh, aren't you fancy? Um, yeah, we're in a different financial situation <laughs> this year, so we got fun size candy. Um, but no, it was fun. The dog freaked the fuck out because she hasn't. My sweet nice. dog. I was so sick for like five days, and she didn't leave my side. And like, she's been bouncing off the walls. She's such a good girl. Um, guess where I'm about to go? Can where you are tell you going? by my outfit? Um, Describe my outfit. A hoedown. <laughs> I'm wearing flannel. Yes. Um, and cool, rugged jeans and a shirt that says feminist because I have to be on brand some, sometimes. Okay. I'm going axe throwing. <laughs> I've got a. I have a group of friends, and we all like to do stuff for each other's birthdays. And um, <laughs> my friend's birthday was yesterday, and we're going fucking axe throwing. Am I drinking a glass of wine right now? Yeah, is that it a good idea? Can only end well. Almost certainly not. I want video of you throwing an axe. I'm Please sure it will exist. Tweet that I'm very stuff. athletic. Don't look at me, you fucker. Um, hey, it's almost basically. I'm so sorry. It's Christmas season, guys. You had to fucking deal with it. Um, if you are looking for uh, gifts for your friends or family. My Etsy shop is Bitches Get Stitched Done. I do a ton of custom work. I just finished a cross stitch um, that says Build the Guillotine, which I'm pretty <laughs> proud of. I'll show it. I did one because somebody custom ordered it and it has little flowers on it, which I thought was funny. And then I did another one with like a literal cross stitch guillotine on it. Um, so yeah, if you want to do cr- custom work for your friends or family or just look at what I have, um, if you buy something that's already in the store, you use the offer code ATHEIST, and I think it's 15% off. 
Question mark. Um, also <laughs> free shipping. So NBD. Do it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. I'm at Hemet Meta. Go to friendly athe- uh, Patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Yeah, if you're friends with Julia Sweeney, just share it with her. I think she'd really <laughs> enjoy it. Yes, clearly. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.